Where can I buy a director's chair? Amazon. Where can I buy Welcome Back Cotter on DVD? Amazon. Where can I buy that Humping Animals adult coloring book with a dog fucking a chicken on the back? Amazon. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. Buy an oven mitt. You're listening to the next generation of podcasts. Witty, smart, intelligent, all words that have never been used to describe this podcast. The first podcast to employ improv, no research, and is allergic to everything. Listen to Ryan and Dave on the Rock Vegas podcast, the toughest show on the network. Presents the Think Tank Podcast. And now, coming to you pre recorded, deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and Nuclear Bomb Tested and Approved Doomsday Bunker. Here is Ryan the Area Man. Hey, dude. Yo. So, this is part two for Fall of the Cabal for us. Uh, in the film, if you didn't watch last week, or watch, uh, listen last week, uh, you should probably go back there because we're going to, we're halfway, well, not halfway, but uh, we're starting part five of the film Fall of the Cabal. So, parts one, two, three, and four. Of the Fall of the Cabal, we're in last week's episode, so you're going to want to go watch part one of this podcast, and this is part two, where we'll get into part five. I know it's kind of confusing, but I'm it's so not. I'm so confused. Part nine of A. Uh, so there's ten parts total, and we'll do a handful more parts today, and then we'll wrap it up next week with uh, the end. So let's yeah. uh, get into it. Here's part five. Maybe... No, it is. Part five is children, art, and pizza. Yes, I love pizza. Wait, not this kind In of pizza. Part one, <laughs> we briefly looked at the sexualization of children and the normalization of pedophilia in our society. Innocence is sexier than you think. And what about this clothing store called Sweet and Sexy Kids? What the hell is sexy about kids? Oh, wow. As an academic presentation at Cambridge University in June 2018, it was actually stated that the majority of men are probably pedophiles and that pedophilic interest is normal and healthy. No, it's not. Pedophilia, not a crime, but a disorder. Also not and during true. two TEDx talks, pedophilia was presented not as a disorder, but as a sexual orientation. How? Posters were spread. It's in the bottom of that. It says because love is love. Yeah, it, it's a fucking grown man walking with a 
I would say an, not a an infant, but like we're talking like yeah, a toddler, a toddler, yeah, holding hands with a rainbow background, rainbow background, and it says, "What did it say?" Because love is love. That's so fucked up. It's basically saying, you know, it's, do it. It's, it's okay to fuck a child. Yeah, I mean. It's a sexual orientation. That is not an orientation. Mm. That is a fucking sickness, is what that is. Yeah. Sin published an article by the hand of a young woman who became a father's lover. Is this talking about Cameron Diaz? No. Oh. She said in this magazine. Oh, okay. Was a, a published article on a woman who became her father's yeah. lover. Okay. That's fucking wrong. Yeah, with Cameron Diaz on the cover. Yeah. The, the, the thing here, it says, The sexual intensity was nothing like I'd ever felt before. We understood each other's bodies as if we had been lifelong lovers. Now, of course, in order to make all of this legal, the age of consent had to go down so that having sex with a child would no longer be a crime. No problem. Judges and politicians at the highest level did their utmost best to take care of that. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg obstructed the prosecution of child sex offenders. Age of consent, 12 years old. Jesus Christ. So RBG, a Supreme Court justice, thinks mm-hmm. 12 years old is a good time to start fucking. I, I mean. Well, you know, an adult can fuck a 12-year-old now is what she's saying. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, where. To be honest, though, to be 100% honest with you. I'm surprised they dropped it to 12 and not to, like, 8. Because I think they they probably thought they could pass 12 by, but 8 would would wake up too many people. <laughs> you know be. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. We, we don't want to fucking, you know, there's always going to be people that's 12 oh. years. That's ridiculous. Okay, but 8 would wake up all the really asleep people. Like, yeah. that's... And realistically... Because nobody is into this. I mean, if if, if I fuck an eight-year-old, I mean, I, I thought he was 12. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I just... Even saying that out loud just sounds fucking yeah. crazy. Grab that drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know what it I mean? is no. crazy to even... Well, for, for one, to be into that. I yeah. don't understand that. You yeah. know? Like, I just don't. Not either. But... It must be a thing because there's a lot of it yeah. out there. And, like, and I'm glad that I don't have that thing, and I know I don't have the thing other than just saying it. Um, I was it many months ago. Now I went to one of my niece's dance recitals, and I turned to Joy, and I was like, I can't believe the parents. I think I already talked about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I felt embarrassed and offended yeah. for what. And it wasn't even like my niece's dance. It was another routine. They were younger kids in like more provocative clothing and more provocative dancing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are-? I'm, I wanted to leave. Like, I honestly yeah, wanted to Because you kind of feel like gross. Almost yeah. like, like where you can just imagine the pedophiles in the audience were like, fuck yeah, jerking. Like, shit, they probably yeah. didn't even realize anybody else was in the room. They're like yeah. laser beamed. Yeah. I was, can only imagine. Like, yeah. So I, I don't want to go to any more of that. So I'm, weird. Well, you know let's mean? see what the next thing is. Yeah. I, feel, I have a feeling we're going to see some more... Uh, Sick and twisted, fucked up shit. Yeah, and, and the ages of consent. I think it's going to get worse. Maybe not. All right, Patricia Hewitt. She's a UK politician. Age of consent? 14 years. Oh. In some cases, 10 years. Uh, she's quoted, We cannot prove not sex with children does them Patricia harm. Hewitt, what? General Secretary of the NCCL, the later known as Liberty. 
which was affiliated to Pi, the Pedophile Information Exchange. Oh, wow. Then there's former British Prime Minister Theresa May, who thinks pedophiles should be allowed to adopt children too. What? No. That's when ridiculous. you study the patterns of this topic, it seems there is a larger plan behind it all. Why is it so important to legalize pedophilia? Why is having sex with children so important? Any psychologist can tell you how harmful it is for children to have sex at a young age. And that consent is a very dangerous concept, as pedophiles often tell their children they are simply demonstrating just how much they love them. Sex is then confused with love. The child cannot comprehend the subsequent feelings of pain, shame, anger and fear. The secrecy put upon them is hard to deal with. All of this results in great trauma. Why then would a society push pedophilia down our throats? Bit by bit, Normalize step it. by step, normalizing it so that we grow <laughs> into the idea instead of you reject it. <laughs> I haven't. Why create a society of traumatized people? Why are pedophile logos used in children cartoons, Disney movies, candy and ice cream, child protection centers, adoption agencies, in business and in politics? Meet Sheila Jackson Lee, member of the House of Representatives, proudly wearing her young boy lover ring. What is going on here? Let's follow a lead. Check this out. This still image appears in a video clip of a band called Sex Stains. And this is where it gets interesting. They played at Comet Ping Pong, mm -hmm. a restaurant in Washington, D.C. It's okay. Best known for its pizzas, ping pong tables in the basement, high-profile clients such as Hillary Clinton and the Obamas, and a conspiracy theory called Pizzagate. More about which in a bit. Meet the owner of Comet Ping Pong, James Achilles Alephantis. When Alephantis started his restaurant in 2006, it's not even he his didn't real have name. much, according to himself. Really? Yet in 2012, only six years later, he was named as one of the 50 most powerful people in Washington, D.C. That fascinates me. You don't become that powerful by running a pizza place. So, who exactly is James Elephantus? Tell he us, tell us. portrays Comet Ping Pong as a family-friendly restaurant, yet his tweets and those posted on his Twitter account are controversial, to say the least. <laughs> so fucking weird. It's clear that Elephantus loves art. Comet Ping Pong often displays the work of artists with a very specific taste. Podesta's love this art, too. This is the work mm -hmm. of Arrington de Dioniso. Hmm, not a big Trump fan, huh? Why is this on the walls of a child-friendly pizza place? Elephantus loves a good party. Now here's a picture he wishes he never posted. Meet his party friend, Miss Summercamp. What else? He had a love affair with David Brock, 
political consultant and founder of Media Matters for America, a progressive research and information center dedicated to comprehensively monitor, analyze, and correct conservative misinformation in the U.S. media. In other words, an organization for censorship. Brooks Media Matters received $1 million from none other than George Soros back in 2010. Brook also founded Correct the Record with the sole purpose of censoring all negative reports on Hillary Clinton on social media. Censorship once again. So, James Elephantis is definitely a lead we must follow. What else do we know about him? He is best friends with the political top of the US. He is closely connected to the Podesta brothers, John and Tony Podesta. John Podesta is quite a hotshot in American politics. He was White House Chief of Staff to President Clinton, Counselor to President Obama, and Chairman of the 2016 Hillary Clinton presidential campaign. Tony Podesta is a political lobbyist and art supporter. He and his ex-wife Heather collect the work of, for instance, the Dutch artist Margie Geerlings. That's a weird shirt, dude. Fascinating, to say the least. They are also great admirers and buyers of the work of Patricia Piccinini. What the fuck? It's, that's not art, dude. At a certain point, it's... Um... I don't know, it's and a what sickness, about the dude. work of Biljana Djurjevic? It's not art. It actually adorns the Podesta's living room. So basically, I can paint, I can make a painting of a child who's completely nude getting fucked by a cow and call that art. You get millions of dollars from the Podesta. No, I'm a fucking pedophile is what I am. Yeah. It's not art when it's... Impl it's, it's not child porn. <laughs> yeah, in in a different form. That's mm -hmm. all it is. Mm -hmm. it, and the shit is weird. Like, I get artists. I mean, I know people that paint. Like you paint, Dave. You mm -hmm. don't paint fucking weird shit, though. No. Uh, I know people that paint weird shit, but not weird shit like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think there's a line that you're just not supposed to cross. Yeah. That's my opinion on it. Maybe I'm a fucking idiot, but, like, that's okay. <laughs> but there's certain things, though. It's not okay. Mm. I, I don't know. Like, kids in underwear. Who paints that? Yeah. Who's into that? Who's into kids in underwear bonding? This is yeah. Louise Bourgeois. Her work is prominently present in Tony Podesta's mansion. This piece is called Arch of Hysteria. It greatly resembles the work of Jeffrey Dahmer, a serial killer mm. who liked to dismember his victims and leave them in a somewhat awkward position. And then there's the most interesting work of Kim Noble, a survivor of severe trauma in early childhood, which left her with 13 alter personas. Her artwork shows the horrific things she experienced as a young child like torture and rape. 
a work was exhibited in Comet Ping Pong, our child-friendly pizza place. Now, I don't know about you, but this makes me sick as a dog. The more I study Pizzagate, the more I realize this was quite likely conspiracy fact, not theory. What kind of a pizza place exhibits naked, abused, tortured, raped, and even dead children on its walls? What kind of man becomes one of the most powerful people in Washington, D.C., serving pizza? How come the political top of the U.S., the Podestas, the Clintons, and even Obama, president of the U.S. at that time, how come they all want to spend time with a sick perv like Elephantas? I think I know. For a while, I thought the name Elephantas was fake. This man was way too powerful to come from an ordinary family. Could Elephantus be a French bastardization of J'aime les enfants? Oh, I yeah. love children. That's right. But then, some anons... <laughs> it almost is like I watched this. Well Except I know all this shit already. Mm -hmm. After some I digging, yeah. I came across an interesting twist in the Rothschild family tree. Starting with Evelyn Achille the Rothschild. Mm, Achille. His middle name kind of gives it away, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. He was born in Buffalo, New York in 1886 and died in World War I in 1917. Two years before he died, his illegitimate son, Louis George, was born. But as he wasn't married, his son inherited the name of his mother, Alephantus. The boy grew up and married Helen Rapaz and had two sons, one of which is Achilles Louis Alephantus, the father of our very own James Achilles Elephantus. His mother's name is Susan Reed Shoemaker. So, his middle name, Achilles, takes him all the way back to his great-grandfather and even further back to his great-great-grandmother, the Italian Marie Perugia. Her father's name was Achille Perugia. In short, James Achilles Elephantus is a real, genuine, full-on Rothschild. That explains his power and his friends. It explains his close proximity to the Clintons, just like his uncle and aunt, Evelyn and Lynn the Rothschild. So, are we to believe that our political leaders simply enjoy pizza and sick art? Is that it? What is it with pizza anyway? It almost makes you like when you want to get a pizza. Like, not want to get a pizza? <laughs> because mm -hmm. if I'm like, you know what sounds good right now, dude? I just want to, like, order a pizza. And you could be like, yeah, but we're sitting here talking about it, and we know all this. So it almost makes you not want to have pizza because, yeah. yeah, we keep talking about pizza, and I'm thinking about the actual pizza that you eat, not the fucking mm -hmm. kid. Right. And it's like they've ruined one of my favorite foods. I don't know. I you can still like it, just don't like fucking kids. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. what's your, your favorite thing's uh, something. I mean, think of something that's your favorite. And and all of a sudden you find out that pedophiles are using that thing as a code word for... And it's like, what the fuck? You have to ruin everything? Right. They've literally ruined everything. Not everything, but everything. You know? Yeah, um, why is it so sexualized? Pizza slut. 
dude. It's crazy. All the What's symbolism. What's the Pizza pedophile logo? Which, by the way, was quickly changed the moment Pizzagate became an item. Is it all just a coincidence that the Podesta emails revealed to the public by WikiLeaks in 2016 contain countless pizza-related words such as cheese, hot dogs, pasta, walnut sauce? Some hungry motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, who gets pizza for an hour? Yeah. When you actually know what those words mean, which is common knowledge in the sex industry, these emails suddenly become Okay, uh, let me just read this. Mm -hmm. And you tell me if this sounds normal. Walnut-growing Northern California surely knows and celebrates walnut pasta sauce. Actually, what surprises me is that we haven't already served it to you. What in the fuck would walnut pasta sauce be? I, I mean, it, it's not what you think. No. If you were trying to just take it literally. Yeah. Like, okay. So for those that are, this is new to, pizza is child, cheese is girl, pasta is boy, hot dog is boy, ice cream is a male prostitute, walnut is a person of dark skin color. Sauce is an orgy, and map is semen. Take, take that so knowledge and go read those we're wiki have a boy who is of dark skin color orgy. Yeah. That's what we're going to have. That's what walnut yeah. pasta sauce is. So if you knew that, I mean, now all of a sudden these fucking emails make sense. Uh, here's one. Did you leave a handkerchief? The realtor found a handkerchief. I think it has a map that seems pizza-related. Is it yours? They can send it to you if you want. Um, I know you're busy, so feel free not to respond if it's not yours or you don't want it. Uh, and that's, a, that's an email, okay? So, handkerchief. I'm not sure what that stands for or if it's an actual handkerchief. I think handkerchief is, like, something else. It means something yeah, else. Yeah. Um, but map was what? Semen. Map was semen. I think it has semen that seems pizza-related. Which is child-related. Yeah. Um, so, that's... That's uh, so weird, dude. It is so fucking weird. This is an email to John Podesta. Mm-hmm. Here's another email. It sucks that the person narrating isn't reading this yeah. so that I have to. Uh, it says, I guess I'll read the sentence right before. I immediately realized something was different by the shape of the box, and I contemplated who would be sending me something in square-shaped box. Lo and behold, instead of pasta and wonderful sauces, it was a lovely, tempting assortment of cheeses. Yummy. I'm awaiting the return of my children and grandchildren from their holiday travels so that we can demolish them. What the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is an email to John Podesta. From Herbert Sandler. In case people were wondering. 
Herbert the pervert. Is this why Hillary deleted 33,000 emails for which she is currently scrutinized? Does that explain what Obama meant when he ordered $65,000 worth of hot dogs and pizza? So he ordered $65,000 of boys and girls. No. Yeah, pizza. Hot pizza dogs. was children. And uh, hot dogs were boys. Yeah. So, chil- so, bo- boys. so boy children. Yeah. I think Obama spent about 65000 of the taxpayers' money flying in pizza-slash-dogs from Chicago for a private party at the White House not long ago. Assume we are using the same channels? What does that mean? Assume we are using the same channels, for one. And that's not even talking about the... Mm-hmm. I mean, get ready for Chicago Hot Dog Friday is the subject of the email. And this is from Fred Burton to Don Koikendall. Uh, Eric... Einstein, Daryl O'Connor, Susan Copeland. Um, it, it's so weird. Yeah, so they're there. To celebrate all you hot dogs out there, Eric, you can participate as well. So he must have just gotten promoted to uh, pedophilia. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know about you, Dave, but when somebody says sends me an email and says, hey, we're having Chicago Hot Dog Friday, and, uh, hey, Ryan, you can participate, too. I'm thinking, so I'm invited to go eat hot dogs. Like, I'm getting hungry for hot mm-hmm. dogs, not mm-hmm. children. Not penis. <laughs> and and there's no way these motherfuckers, there's, if you go to those WikiLeaks emails, either, either, and here's the benefit of the doubt, I guess, that I can barely give, but just for shits and giggles, I'll give it. These are some really hungry politicians and executives and things. Or it all is has to do with pedophilia. I mean, yeah. Didn't we do the math on how many pizzas and fucking hot dogs that was going to be? Yeah, I, I think we did do that at one point. I can't remember. And it was, it was fucking staggering. Outrageous. Yeah, like like, like, like each a, one had like five hundred fucking pizza pieces of pizza or something like that. Yeah, it was it, crazy. You would, yeah. I mean, yeah, because uh, we did I think a general party of what we thought would be at the White House for mm-hmm. a general party, and if you took the average price of a hot dog and pizza. You know, what hot dogs would cost and what pizza would cost. And then you'd figure it out. I mean, either you would literally, everyone would have to eat some crazy amount of this food, or you would have so much left over. Or if you then put a price on a human, all of a sudden the numbers started making sense. Yeah. If you had a party of whatever, well, yeah, we did this math in a yeah. older episode. Yeah. Uh, it only makes sense when it's human related. Flown in from Chicago to the White House in the middle of the night for a private party? Is that why Hillary emailed Obama, warning him he needed to be more careful next time? The hot dogs can come, but if you make a spectacle out of it, that will be our downfall. And I think it would be wiser to restrict this activity to our predetermined locations. Really? For a few hot dogs? (laughs) Yeah. Actually, Isn't can it you bring weird that, that, bring that back? security camera. I could try. I wish you could do like a ten cent, a ten second back thing. Yeah. So one fifteen. Oh, hang on. We'll get to it here. Is that why Hillary? All right, pause it. I want to read this to you because I don't know if you read the whole thing. I read the whole. thing. We've covered this in that other episode. Did we? Okay. This, this particular thing. Right. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 
Dear Barack, when we began the pizza arrangement, I thought we were going to be more careful than this. Operating from the White House is not what I originally had in mind. Remember that the hot dogs can come, but if you make a spectacle out of it, that will be our downfall. Please know that I am speaking as a friend. You are the president and can do as you like, but I have to say I think it would be wiser to restrict this activity to our predetermined locations. I don't care about the, the sign-off, but that's the thing that really hit me was the predetermined locations. Like, they have... She's basically saying, yeah, we can do these fucking children orgies and shit at Comet and every place else. Let's not fucking do, do it, it at the at White the House. White House in the middle of the fucking night. Yeah. Um, the other thing is the people it's sent to. This is who the email from Hillary is sent to. Huma Abedin, which mm-hmm. is her assistant, Barack Obama, John Panesta, Ben Affleck, yeah. and Nancy Pelosi. All these people clearly know what's going on yeah. then. The most interesting name of all of them is Ben Affleck yeah, ben to Affleck, me. Yeah. I mean, I expect Huma to be in on it, Obama to be in on it, Podesta to be in on it, and Pelosi to be in on it. But Ben Affleck's an interesting one because now we're hitting Hollywood. He's yeah. the only one. I mean, what is this? Who brings pizza and hot dogs in the middle of the night from another city halfway mm-hmm. across the country? For a party that would then provoke an email from Hillary, who's saying, "Come on, guys, pizza and hot dogs in the middle of the night." You guys are being. It sounds like mom. Like, yeah, yeah. listen, we're not doing pizza and hot dogs in the fucking house again in the middle of the night. Right. Go to the fucking hotel where yeah. you know we're supposed to do it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense unless it's kids, right? Yep. Or or prostitutes or something. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is, it's not fucking hot dogs and pizza. It's not, yeah, the actual hot dog and yeah, pizza. It, yeah. it, they, those have to be code words for something else. Mm-hmm. They have to be, which means everybody on that email has to know. And they, yeah, and they need to or should fucking have to respond to this. Like, yeah, it, what we, is they this? Should, what, what the fuck are you talking about here? Yeah. Explain yourself, and they're not ever going to have to do and, that. And, well, that's the thing. Why have we not gotten an explanation? I would love to subpoena Every single one of these motherfuckers that is in these emails that's referencing or on an email that received this, whether they're involved or not, whether if you received it and it was an error, well, then show us that it was an error. Mm-hmm. I, I think everybody, if you can honestly sit there under oath and say, well, yeah, we had a pizza party and the hot dogs were there, and it was literal pizza and hot dogs, and I mean... And you can say it with a fucking straight face, right. and you're not scared to death. And and uh, I'm sure they have more evidence somewhere. Let's see oh, receipts yeah. from hot dogs that were ordered from a hot dog place, a mm-hmm. hot dog manufacturer in Chicago, and a pizza place in Chicago. Let's see those receipts then. Oh, that, they have to a, exist, right? It's a party. There's going to be pictures. Send, show the pictures. Yeah, let's see Of all some the kids. Pictures. You know what I mean? No, of all the pizza that I, I want. You know yeah. them all. It's going to be kids, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They, they, nobody would be able to show this. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, a pizza you probably ordered at some point. There's a paper trail. You yeah. may not have a receipt, but you probably used your debit card, and maybe you paid cash. But that pizza place would have your address as a mm-hmm. delivery, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, ha- there is no way to not have a paper trail for just about everything now. Yeah. So show me the fucking receipts then mm-hmm. of the hot dogs and the pizza that you flew in and the fact that the american taxpayer money paid for that is fucking ridiculous yeah i want my money back yeah I'm i don't approve of your fucking hot yeah, dog I'm not party fucking funding your pedophilia fucking yeah. bullshit 
Felt Obama warning him he needed to be more careful next time? The hot dogs can come, but if you make a spectacle out of it, that will be our downfall. And I think it would be wiser to restrict this activity to our predetermined locations. Really? For a few hot dogs? I guess I should have listened to her. She read what I said. What I read. Isn't it weird? <laughs> I was reading these security camera pictures of children lying on ping pong tables in the basement of Comet Ping Pong are shown on the walls upstairs. Who the hell was watching them? And why does their website have a super secured back door to a secret division where you can order pizza pictures for absurd prices? What? This screenshot was made public by a hacker. It's in low resolution, so I will read out loud what it says at the bottom. All right. I like what it's called. Before she reads what it says at the bottom, I'm going to read you the entire thing. Read it from the red top. Well, not from the top top. <laughs> no, the red top right there. Yeah. For the newcomers, comers, C-U-M-M-E-R-S, uh, last month, satisfied customers were raving about our, and in air quotes, or in quotes, pizza, and we know you will too. Repeat customers know the drill. For newcomers, once again, C-U-M-M-E-R-S, first run the program given to you by your special friend and all instructions on how to enjoy this joyous hobby will be easily understandable. But please remember the penalties for breaking the rules, which are also included in the program. Very few have broken the rules, and needless to say, the penalties are harsh. All pricing is included in the app. The app will only run once, and the following requirements must be met, or must be meet. Obviously, I'm misspelling. Uh, here's a, there's five bullet points. First bullet point. The app is to be run from your own personal computer that only you have access. Bullet point two. Your computer must be connected to the internet when run. Bullet point number three. The app must be run from your home. Bullet point number four. You must destroy the media on which you received the app. Bullet point number five. Remember the password that will activate the app as there will be no icons on your computer. All right. November newcomers. Comers spelled that way. Zero. November specials. This month we have five fresh pizzas for your enjoyment. We also have four surviving pizzas from last month's session. All are on sale at an extremely low price as they are in poor health and not expected to survive. So a requirement is that you finish eating your pizza after your session. I'm guessing... Just as a breakdown, that, now Dave, I don't know about you, but have you ever ordered a pizza and then still had it the week later and thought, well, that's that's a surviving pizza, <laughs> and, and, and that it's probably in poor health, and it's not expected to survive, so I better finish eating this pizza. That's a week old. I mean, you would never describe a pizza as no. in poor health, surviving. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and finish eating your pizza clearly means kill the motherfucker. Yep. Kill the child when you're done with it. Yep. Okay, and I'm guessing she's going to read the this bottom part. Um, but if she doesn't, this month's special includes a 30% discount on severe torture. This is literally what it says. Mm -hmm. Each image below is available for $1,000. Hang on. This month we have five... Oh, fuck, I... All right, we'll just let her do the rest. Yeah, I think she'll probably cover it. Five fresh pizzas for your enjoyment. We also have four surviving pizzas from last month's session. All are on sale at an extremely low price. 
as they are in poor health and not expected to survive. So a requirement is that you finish eating your pizza after your session. This month's special includes a 30% discount on severe torture. Each image below is available for $1,000 in fine print. All right, so now go back to Obama's $65,000 worth of hot dogs and pizza. If you're doing $1,000 each, so we're talking 65 children that are boys for a party of however many you want to fucking say. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to put a price on what a fucking child is worth, at least through Comet Ping Pong? $1,000 a head. Right. Weird. Fucked up is what it is. Why are they talking about kill rooms, murder, and rinsing it off when you're done? What the hell is going on here? Yeah, on Comet Ping Pong's fucking Instagram. Mm -hmm. At this point in my research, I experienced what we call cognitive dissonance. I'll read this since she's not. Sometimes people hold a core belief that is very strong when they are presented with evidence that works against that belief. The new evidence cannot be accepted. It creates a feeling that is extremely uncomfortable called cognitive dissonance. And because it is so important to protect the core belief, they will rationalize, ignore, and even deny anything that does not fit in with that core belief. That's what Joy has. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people have this, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean... That's why this shit's so hard for people to fucking... What I'd found out was so contrary to my belief system that I wanted to dismiss my discoveries. It just could not be true that the people we trust, the ones we vote for, were so evil. I simply could not handle the facts. How could people, so charming and intelligent, be part of a child trafficking, pedophile ring, where children were tortured, raped, and killed for pleasure? Or, as I would later find out, for something even more horrific? I felt like I had ended up in a nightmare. All I wanted to do was dismiss it all. Couldn't it just be all coincidence that the Clintons and the Obamas and Trudeau, beautiful, charming Trudeau, had surrounded themselves with their own friends? If the friends are all pedophiles, that doesn't mean they are, right? And maybe they don't even know about their friends' sexual preferences? I mean, I know Bill Clinton's healer, the Brazilian John of God, was recently arrested for keeping sex slaves whom he made pregnant time and again. I know he admitted to selling the babies for thousands of dollars and killing the slave mothers after 10 years of giving birth. I know the main whistleblower in this case suddenly died a suspicious death, but come on, how could Bill Clinton have known? And I know he went to the private island of convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. I know he was on the passengers 26 times, together with other sex offenders like Kevin Spacey, who was recently arrested for multiple rape accounts, among others with young boys. But that doesn't make Clinton a sex-raging animal, right? I know he was investigated for the rape of a young boy by Jenny Moore, a former police officer who informed the FBI and the Department for Homeland Security, after which he suddenly died in a hotel room. But that doesn't make Bill Clinton a murderer, does it? I decided to do more research. I needed more supporting evidence. I went back to the artwork. 
I was intrigued by the bathroom or swimming pool or whatever it was. Where was it? When this appeared on HM, I knew I was on the right path. Not just me, but thousands of anon searched for it and found it. It actually existed. Do you want to know where it is? Come with me to part six. Ooh, part six. Yeah. All right, part six. Major media manipulation. That doesn't happen. The swimming pool in the artwork bought by the Podestas actually exists. It is the subterranean swimming pool at Biltmore Mansion in Asheville, North Carolina. Crazy thing is you can go see this that on tour. This is the of multimillionaire really? yeah. Gloria well, Vanderbilt, get a tour of this place. who recently passed away at the age of 95. Here we have Gloria and her two sons, Anderson and Carter Cooper. Hmm. Carter committed suicide when he was 23. Anderson is a well-known news reporter. Wait, did, I can't remember because I see so much shit. Did I talk to you about this? No. The, there's a real fucked up conspiracy theory that that Carter that committed suicide mm -hmm. is actually Kathy Griffin. And when you look at Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin next to each other, they look just fucking alike. And yeah. they're saying that Carter didn't actually kill himself went through a transition and shit and dude it's really weird have you looked into that at all well i think we were going to i was going to do I it at one point it to me I don't now, this is just recent oh, okay. like i just saw a thing on it and i started looking into it the other weird one when you look at when you you would never think about it until you see them side by side is hugh hefner and bill maher they're fucking identical really? bill maher is clearly Hugh Hafner's kid. Yeah. Like, there's no, no way they're not, dude. I'll have to look at those. Like, yeah. here, I'll just show you. I have them on my phone. I know it's terrible for the listeners, but um, there's that one. Bill Maher and oh, Hugh wow. Hafner, dude, yeah. they're fucking identical. Yeah. That is clearly his kid. If if they're yeah. not related, then that is the weirdest connection in similarity yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, he does look a lot like. Um, let me see if I can find the Kathy Griffin one. Oh, shit. I can see it just by looking at him now, especially yeah. the most recent video she posted when she was all sick looking. Yeah. It, dude, it's weird. I have it somewhere, but, like, I have so much stuff that... Yeah. All right, so let's continue the thing. So, yeah, there's some weird thing there with the whole Carter thing. Well, maybe she'll cover it. I don't know. Water for CNN. Why does Gloria's swimming pool appear on paintings of tortured children? Is it a coincidence that the little boy so strongly reminds me of Anderson yeah. Cooper? We talked Gloria's about that yeah, yeah. Could there be a connection between her swimming pool and the entertainment with young children for the elite as mentioned? Yeah, is this... I don't know if she's going to cover it, but just in case she doesn't, I want to read this one too. So... In this email, it says, With enormous gratitude to advanced man extraordinaire Haber... I am popping up again to share our excitement about the reprise of our gang's visit to the farm in Lovettsville, and I thought I'd share a couple more notes. We want we we plan to heat the pool, so a swim is po is a possibility. Bonnie will be Uber service to transport Ruby, Emerson, and what, Maeve, yeah. Luzado, eleven, nine, and almost seven, so six. So you'll have some further entertainment. Dave. Mm-hmm. Have you ever called your niece's entertainment? No. Okay. 
uh, that's all I needed. I rest my case. <laughs> I mean, and it goes on. And they will be in that pool for sure. And with the forecast showing prospects of some sun and a cooler temp of lower 60s, I suggest you bring sweaters of whatever attire will enable able us to use our outdoor table with a pergola overhead so we dine el fresco and ideally not el chilo. So even these pedophiles have a sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, I've never described a child as entertainment for no. myself. No. Mentioned in the infamous Podesta emails. It's fucking retarded that people are so oblivious to this shit. Mm-hmm. Anderson Cooper, son of Gloria Vanderbilt, world-renowned and award-winning reporter for CNN. He was caught overdoing it from time to time, making things look much worse than they actually were. But hey... Maybe he's just a bit of a drama queen. At least it led to some funny responses on social media. (laughs) (laughs) Just showing a bunch of memes. The question remains, is it okay for a media outlet to deliberately broadcast such exaggerations? Is that How is it legal? Casting? Right. Is what I want to know. Is it okay to influence the public with headlines such as these? Is it okay for the Dutch news network NOS to show a twisted version of an interview by BBC's John Sweeney asking Putin about the killings in the Ukraine, where the NOS edited the original interview so that Putin seems to walk away, ignoring Sweeney? Yet the original interview, which can also be found on the internet, shows Putin taking his time answering the question. Is it okay for several American news outlets to accuse Trump of raping a 13-year-old girl together with Jeffrey Epstein, a convicted pedophile? Is it okay that there's a deafening silence from the mainstream media now that the flight records show that it wasn't Trump but Bill Clinton? Who joined Epstein at his parties with Andrew Kevin Spacey, Chris Island? Tucker. Is it okay that Trump's words about MS-13 gang members being animals were totally twisted, obviously on purpose, so that he seems to refer to immigrants being animals? Do you remember the little boy from Syria? Sleeping between the graves of his parents? That too was staged and broadcast on purpose as to manipulate the people into yet another war. The boy was paid to lie there. I don't know about you guys, but this is not okay. It's not okay to fake white helmets saving a wounded man right after a bombing, only to have a selfie taken. That's deceit. (laughs) So ridiculous. Like, okay. It's not okay. If we're going to fake something like that, I wouldn't then take those other pictures that could potentially leak out. Yeah. So this is, it shows you how stupid they are, and it's it's blatant. They want you to know that they're faking it. Because, like I've always said, they have to tell you yep. what they're doing so that their conscience is clear or whatever the fuck that is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the only reason th- that shit would be done. Otherwise, if you were really trying to deceive somebody... Why would you take that fucking Yeah, you wouldn't let take that picture. I mean, it's so weird. ...to lie to the public about Syria and the alleged chemical attacks, so that yet another war can be justified. For months, we were lied to by the mainstream media. Remember this poor little girl? Years, not you months. You probably will, for she was used three times for three different rescue missions 
in three different months in 2016. I find that shocking. It is not okay to fake attacks on women and children mm -hmm. to trigger an emotional response that justifies the invasion of yet another foreign country. I find it horrifying to see the well-designed deceit of Western people who watch and trust the news. Do you remember this one? Uh, it says 11-year-old Hassan Diab became world famous as the boy who survived a chemical attack in Douma, Syria. The attack turned out to be staged. Hassan and other children who were playing near the Douma hospital were lured into the building where they were suddenly washed roughly with cold water. Something was sprayed into their eyes. Someone was shouting gas. And all the time, uh, cameras were rolling. When Hassan's father found out what had happened, he was furious. He put a statement on the Internet and the ball started rolling. go on for hours with examples of fake news, but I think this is enough. For now at least. I'll give you two more to digest. In 2015, during a presidential rally, Trump imitated reporter Serge Kovaleski, whom he had caught lying. It concerned an article from 2001, in which Kovaleski wrote about people cheering the fall of the Twin Towers. When Trump quoted the article in 2015, Kovaleski backed out, saying he didn't remember writing the article. Well, the article could easily be found on the internet, and Trump called out Kovaleski for his lie. But the mainstream media seized the opportunity and used these headlines, Trump mocks the disabled. Kovaleski suffers from arthrogryposis, but that does not cause the weird movements Trump made. On other occasions, and in exactly the same way, Trump had imitated Senator Jim Matisse, presidential candidate Marco Rubio, a general, and a bank manager who all got away with lies. However, as Matisse, Rubio, the general, and the bank manager were not handicapped, they were of no use to the mainstream media. Kovaleski's handicap, however, went around the world, convincing everybody that Trump looked down on the disabled. And I must confess, I too fell for it. That's so crazy how they manipulate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last but not least, for two years, the mainstream media kept pushing the liberal agenda on Trump and the alleged Russian collusion, whereas on March 23, 2019, the Mueller investigation officially ended and nothing was found. After two years of doing everything they could to take Trump down, they found absolutely nothing. Trump was cleared, yet the mainstream media kept repeating something has to be wrong with this president. Trump's official innocence is completely hushed up, just like they didn't say a word about the countless pedophiles that were arrested under Trump. Total radio silence. Mm. Numbers are staggering. Yeah. 
From the beginning, Trump has been warning us about the mainstream media as the number one enemy of the people. And the more I study the subject, the more I understand that Trump is actually correct. The mainstream media uses its power to steer the public into a desired direction. The spreading of disinformation is nothing new. Back in the early 1950s, the CIA set up Operation Mockingbird, a large-scale program in the US with the sole purpose of manipulating news media for propaganda purposes. Leading American journalists were recruited into a propaganda network. In other words, the Secret Service determined what was going to be on TV and in the news. Which is crazy, that because it's not supposed to be used in our own country. The right. CIA is supposed to be for others, yeah. yeah, the rest of the world, not within our own country. So they get around it by doing shit through the FBI and bullshit like that. I mean, it's so ridiculous, dude. Mm-hmm. Has anything changed? No, apparently not. German whistleblower Udo Ulfgotter, high-profile journalist for the Frankfurter Allgemeine, stated in front of the camera that he felt deeply ashamed to have consistently lied to the public for over 25 years. I'll read what he said. It says, quote, I've been a journalist for 25 years. I was educated to lie, to betray and not to tell the truth to the public. But seeing how the German and the American media try to bring war to the people in Europe, to bring war to Russia, this is the point of no return. I'm going to stand up and say it's not right what I've done in the past, to manipulate people, to make propaganda against Russia. And it is not right what my colleagues do and have done in the past, because they are bribed to betray the people, not only in Germany, but all over Europe. I wonder when we're going to get similar quotes from Anderson Cooper and all the fucking idiots on CNN and yeah. MSNBC and NBC and CBS. And I think at some point within these next four years, they're going to have to or they're going to go to jail. I mean, they're going to have to come out and publicly. Ulfgott died of a heart attack shortly That's what I think. after. Who knows? In January 2017. Of course he did. The illusion of choice. Sure was a heart attack. We think, there are so many channels. How could they all be in on it? Well, that's easy. This shows you who owns whom. Uh-huh. Do you see it? Four major there are companies. There four companies. Yeah. CBS seems to be independent, but is owned by the same billionaire as Viacom. When you give people the illusion of choice, they believe they are free. And if you want to find out why the mainstream media push the liberal agenda down our throats, all you have to do is follow the money. Who paid major contributions to Hillary Clinton to support her work and the liberal agenda? That's right. CNN, NBC, News Corporation, Turner Broadcasting, Thomson Reuters, Newsmax Media, Time Warner, Viacom, Comcast, HBO, AOL, Hollywood Foreign Press. Can I just say something? You see the Time Warner logo? Yeah. It was a mix between the all-seeing eye, the boy love pedophile fucking thing, and a pyramid. Mm -hmm. It was all three. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) 
Press Association, Public Radio International, Public Broadcasting Service, Huffington Post Media Group, Carla Slim, the largest shareholder of the New York Times, James Murdoch of 21st Century Fox, Judy Woodruff, co-anchor and managing editor of PBS NewsHour, Howard Stringer, former president of CBS, George Stephanopoulos, ABC News chief anchor and chief political correspondent, Maud Zuckerman, owner of New York Daily News and U.S. News & World Report, and The Washington Post, owned by Jeff Bezos of Amazon well known for its censorship of quite a few books on controversial mm -hmm. topics. Uh -huh. Censorship is one of the greatest dangers to a democracy and to freedom of speech. Three more major sponsors of Hillary Clinton are Google, Twitter and Facebook. Google and its YouTube are highly active in the field of censorship, just like Twitter and Facebook, it will come as no surprise that pro-Trump posts are among the most censored ones, as are posts of critical thinkers and researchers and anyone who dares question the official narrative of events such as the ones I presented in part one. Pro-Hillary posts are never censored. Doesn't that make you wonder? Remember Correct the Record and Media Matters for America? Mm -hmm. Those are the kind of censorship companies that work behind the scenes of Facebook, Twitter, Google and YouTube to delete anything that opposes the liberal agenda. And guess what? Correct the Record is now promoted by AFAS, the global activist network that I once thought so highly of. AFAS was co-founded by ResPublica and move on. ResPublica received $250,000 from George Soros. Move on got $1.6 from Soros. Afaz's founding president and executive director Rickon Patel has consulted for the Rockefeller Foundation, the UN, the Gates Foundation and the International Crisis Group with Soros as chairman and Frank Justra as CEO. Remember our friend with the pedophile yeah. logo from part four? They're the all connected. is yep. Tom Periello, former Virginia congressman, best buddies with Obama, and executive director of the Open Society Foundations of George Soros, one of the main parties behind the notorious and destabilizing migrant caravan invasion. It will come as no great surprise that Afar strongly opposes President Trump. This is what we call controlled opposition. Controlled opposition is a protest movement that is actually led by government agents. Nearly all governments in history have deployed this technique to trick and subdue their adversaries. Like I said, censorship is dangerous. The so-called fact-checkers are dangerous. Snopes is one of them, ah. set up by a couple from San Fernando Valley, David and Barbara Mickelson. Hi guys. The couple <laughs> fell out. Barbara accused David of spending 98 grand on prostitutes, which is probably true as he divorced Barbara and married cool girl and porn star Elisa Young, aka Erin Abrin, who is now Snopes' administrator. <laughs> Snopes' it's only so fact checker is Kim LaCapria, also known as sex and fetish blogger Vice Vixen. 
the only that, one. My friends mm -hmm. is Factjacker Snopes. There are no researchers, no investigators, no lawyers, no documents to support their findings, and they are strongly politically biased. Yet they are generally accepted as factjacker. It's so ridiculous. I find that most shocking. So ridiculous. Yeah. So Do you get fucking the irritating. Operation Mockingbird never ended. John Podesta, one of the key suspects in the Pizzagate scandal, got his own column in the Washington Post, writing about politics and policies. How the hell is he supposed to give an objective view of Trump, his worst enemy? John Brennan, head of the CIA till 2017, now serves as senior analyst for NBC News and MSNBC. Anderson Cooper worked for the CIA before he became a news anchor. According to himself, it was only an internship when he was 19. But I wonder how many young men are approached by the CIA for an internship. Yeah. Anderson did not even have the proper education to be offered a job. Yet in no time, he became the face of CNN. The secret services still decide what the people are supposed to think and believe. If they want to invade yet another country, they will use the mainstream media to make you believe that that particular country needs to be freed of a terrible dictator who kills his own people. The real reason for the invasion will quite likely never be known to the public. It'll probably have to do with oil or the installment of yet another Rothschild bank. But hey, who cares? It was in the news that they freed those poor people from their dictator, and that democracy was bestowed upon them. And if it's in the news, it's true. End of story. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it's not. If the media coverage is controlled by secret services, it seems only logical to me to focus on the things they refuse to cover or ridicule. Number one topic that comes to mind: PizzaGate. Debunked by the mainstream media like nothing else. Let's continue with a bit of additional research in part seven. And that's the thing they did—they shut down PizzaGate right away. Oh, like they yeah, had dude. it ready to go in well, the hopper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because they knew that shit from WikiLeaks coming out. Here's part seven: witches and warlocks. Nice. I'll have to play some D and D. This is Marina Abramovich, what a, a Serbian performance artist. artist who likes to display the limits of the body and the possibilities of the mind. She pioneered a new notion of identity by focusing on confronting pain, blood, and physical limits of the body. Let's have a look at her work. Uh, uh what the fuck? Yeah. Showing a baby, naked baby girl pointing to the pussy. So they're just showing all her fucking weird art and shit. Mm -hmm. It's all weird, dude. It's all suspect. It's not art at a certain point. It's In just not. In 1996, Abramovich introduced Spirit Cooking, a cookbook with essential aphrodisiac recipes, some of which call for the mixture of fresh breast milk and sperm milk. When WikiLeaks posted this, it definitely had my attention. 
Spirit Cooking later took on the form of dinner party entertainment for her donors and friends. The link to cannibalism is obvious. Abramovich furthermore made her appearance in the leaked Podesta emails. Why am I not surprised? I discovered this photo of Abramovich and John of God. Exactly. Ah. The very same Brazilian healer who was recently arrested and charged with multiple accounts this is of Oprah's guy. abuse, yep. she fucking rape, child trafficking, pushed that guy like murder. he was fucking God. The very mm -hmm. same personal healer or John of God. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's too. Yeah. This picture is particularly interesting for the Dutch viewers. Before Willem-Alexander became king of the Netherlands, his mother Beatrix was on the throne. She frequented Abramovich's performances. On this particular occasion, she wore a brooch that seems to be a pizza slice. Mm -hmm. Now this may be far-fetched, but no. let's see. It is. Meet Maxima Zorgieta, born in Argentina and now married to our king, Willem-Alexander van Oranje-Nassau and daughter of the late Jorge Zorigieta, who served as cabinet minister during the so-called dirty war of dictator Jorge Videla. She keeps sneezing. Maxima had four sisters and two brothers. One of her sisters is Dolores, an artist who came to the Netherlands in 2005 to exhibit her work. The exhibition was called Love Romance. Have a look for yourself. Fuck. Cocoons? That's really, really weird art. me or is this insane to me this looks like an outcry for help from a severely traumatized woman uh -huh. in June 2018 Maxima's younger sister Inez was found dead in her apartment hung with a scarf from a doorknob doorknobs have proven to be lethal for quite a few people lately Is what it says on the screen. <clears throat> Death by hanging from a doorknob has a significant symbolic meaning that intelligence agencies immediately recognize. It means choked for speaking out against the cabal. So, I think I'm going to actively remove every door handle in my house. <laughs> so, right. good luck, motherfuckers. In other words, not suicide, but murder. Mm -hmm. Was Inez Sorgieta about to spill the beans on the cabal? Mm -hmm. Is that why she was silenced? Mm -hmm. Could this be true? Let's have a look at some other doorknob victims. Number one, Lorraine Scott, fashion designer and former girlfriend of Nathan Rothschild, one of the world's most wealthy families. According to a longtime lover, Mick Jagger, 
Loren was not suicidal. Number two, Chris Cornell, lead singer of the rock band Soundgarden and Audio Slave. According to his family, he suffered from depression due to being sexually abused as a child. He and his wife founded the Chris and Vicky Cornell Foundation to support children suffering the consequences of abuse and neglect. He and his best friend, Chester Bennington, were working on exposing an elite pedophile ring. Cornell was also the main financial backer for the documentary The Silent Children about child sex trafficking. After he died, the project was cancelled. According to his family, Cornell was not suicidal at the time of his death. Interesting detail contradicting the suicide theory was the blood on his head and on the ground. Was Cornell killed by a stroke on the head and strangulation by means of his exercise belt? Number three, Chester Bennington, best friend of Chris son and lead singer of Lincoln Park. John Podesta's son. He died really? two months. I didn't know that. He looks like him. He looks fucking... Have you seen the picture of them next to each other? No. Dude. It's... How come we didn't talk about that when we talked yeah, about their deaths? Did we? Yeah. I don't remember that, but he does look just like fucking him. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... They did a one of those um, facial... Um, where they take, like, the measurements and in all these so basically like if if they put a picture of your face picture of my face mm -hmm. in this system and said similarities like could i be your brother you and i would probably come up at like two percent right when they did podesta and chester bennington it came up at like 98 percent which when you get that high of a connection yeah. you have to be you're literally related to that person it's a what impossibility it? to be anything else do uh, Wikipedia for Chester Bennington see what it says for his parents. Oh, you know, it's not going to say. I was just curious what it says. Okay. It says Lee Russell Bennington, Susan Elaine Johnson. Yeah, no way. And I'm sure if you looked up those people, they're probably... Who the fuck knows? They're, they're probably actors or something. Right. Like, you can you can say it, I bet if you looked up Lee Russell Bennington, he's probably works in the fucking CIA or something like that. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Oh, he's dead already. Of course he is. Day ninety nine. Um, what did he do though? I wonder. I mean, we could go on a whole thing with with all this, yeah. and then same thing with the mom. One of these people, I guarantee you, will find a connection to John Podesta. I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. Or some way somehow you can connect him back. Now it's not playing the game of. Uh, What's his name? The six degrees of separation with Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon yeah. I mean, yeah, you could probably do this with just about anybody, but but if you look at that picture there between Chester and his supposed dad, they don't look they don't alike. look anything alike at all. What about his mom? Nothing. No, that's not her. It, it, that's not his mom. I, these are not his parents. No. I mean, maybe Podesta fucked this lady. He looks just like John Podesta. He is John Podesta's son. Mm -hmm. Illegitimate. But, yeah. you know. Anyways, back to the movie. Yeah. After Cornell, Bennington also suffered from depression due to being sexually abused as a child by a friend of the family. 
According to some sources, that friend was John Podesta. Oh, he played in Pizzagate. Yeah, that makes and sense. And when you look at the striking resemblance, we just Podesta could yeah. well be Chester's God biological father. <laughs> when Chester was nine years old, his father abandoned the family after finding out the boy was not his son.、Mm. Was Podesta both the pedophile family friend、yes. and the biological father of Chester Bennington? Yes. Is it a coincidence that the logo of his band looks like a broken version of the young boy lover symbol? Oh wow! Yes. Did you think about that? We talked about all Number this. Number four,、here. Tim Bergman, A.K.A. Avicii, world famous Swedish DJ, musician, and record producer. According to the first news about his apparent suicide, Bergling was said to have hung himself from a doorknob. Later on, the narrative was changed. Into self-inflicted cuts with a broken wine bottle that led to heavy and lethal bleeding. Bullshit. It took almost two weeks for this official narrative to be published. Bergling's 2015 video clip for A Better Day clearly and shockingly shows child sex trafficking. Wow. That's very interesting.、Mm-hmm. At the end of the video clip. Bergling turns out to play the part of the abused boy, now grown up and ready to take revenge on his abusers.、Wow. Did he actually experience these horrors in his childhood? Was he murdered for bringing this out into the open? Bergling's family believes he did commit suicide, yet his girlfriend expressed her disbelief. Number five, Annabel Nielsen, ex-wife of Nathan Rothschild. Who also lost Lorenz Scott through hanging? Remember, according to her family, she died of a stroke, but according to friends, she was found hanging by a scar from a doorknob. Number six, Aaron Swartz, computer programmer and activist for internet freedom, for which he founded Demand Progress and Reddit. He died after hacking into MIT and JSTOR. Schwartz was arrested and charged with computer fraud. However, one week after his alleged suicide, it became apparent that Schwartz had leaked the hacked documents to WikiLeaks. One can only speculate as to the contents. Number seven, Kate Spade, American fashion designer. Spade led delegations to Haiti for the No Ceilings Initiative of the Clinton Foundation, aimed at the global support of women and girls. Haiti is one of the main places on earth for child trafficking, and we've already seen the involvement of the Clintons in Part Four. What did Kate Spade know that led to her death? Why did her husband Andy appear in public two days after her death wearing a rat mask?、Hmm. Was Kate about to rat to betray the Clintons? Was Andy Spade forced to wear the mask as a warning to others who just might rat? Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Number eight, Anthony Bourdain, celebrity chef, TV presenter, and author. Bourdain openly criticized Hillary Clinton on multiple occasions. He spoke out strongly against globalization and deeply hoped Henry Kissinger would be called out for the war crimes he committed. Bourdain had been to Pedophile Island, Haiti, to shoot an episode for his TV program, No Reservations. A month before his death, he posted a tweet about the wrath of Hillary Clinton he had experienced. 
I'll read the tweet. It's it's a continuation tweet. Uh, and I am in no way an HRC, which is Hillary Rodham Clinton, fan. I've been on the receiving end of her operative's wrath, and it ain't fun. Followed by this one, even more outcalling. It says, let's assume, for purposes of discussion, that HRC is Satan's consort and eats children and puppies whenever possible. In what way is Mikey Cohen, the president's fixer, not a problem? And then Bourdain died a sudden and unexpected death. So, what are we dealing with here? The world has obviously gone mad. We've already seen the normalization of pedophilia. Now the elite takes it a level higher, worshipping the devil and normalizing cannibalism. You don't believe me? Watch this. says, Christian Bale wins Golden Globe for his portrayal of former Vice President Dick Cheney in Vice. Thank you to Satan for giving me inspiration on how to play this role, he said in his speech. Yeah, these are all showing uh, pictures of celebrities, but the... Is this really the sign even of the, the Pope? devil? Oh, Yes. Meet Anton LaVey, founder of the Church of Satan, giving the exact same sign. The same Church of Satan Chelsea Clinton is so fond of. Yeah, that is so weird, dude. Upside down pentagram containing the horned one, plus the Uh, There's pictures. If you just, for people listening, just Google Chelsea Clinton upside down cross. She always is wearing a necklace that's an upside down cross. Really? So if you don't think Chelsea and Hillary that these all these motherfuckers are Satanists, just go look. It, it, they are it's right there <laughs> in plain day. It's there. You just have to look. You can't just be so damn stupid and just kind of glaze over this shit. Look mm-hmm. at it. You know, it's I don't know. Whatever. Side down cross. It's all there. Oh wow. Beatles? Yeah. Best cunt? <laughs> there it is. Chelsea right. Clinton with yep. the upside down cross. There's Hillary upside down so, cross. We have Satan? We have blood? We have body parts? Lady Gaga's meat suit or whatever. Mm-hmm. His meat dress. Yeah, meat dress. We have cannibalism. That's fucked up. The uh, Cannibal Club in L.A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, How can that still be open? You know what I mean? I don't think it's one of those things. Like, I think if you go to this site, and I think it has been shut down because I think I looked into it. Um, you know, I, I was 
kind of craving human. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's the whole thing, dude. It, it, it's at a certain point. It's so ridiculous. Right. Here, this is from CannibalClub.org. Arguments against cannibalism are typically grounded in ignorance, cultural prejudice, and nonsensical spiritual beliefs. We take considerable care to ensure that all our meat is produced legally and ethically and derived only from young, healthy bodies. Perfect. That's what we want. Yeah. I mean, what was it, about $1,000? Yeah. I would say I mean, probably. Do a GoFundMe. We can get some kids. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. We're just going to the park and take Statues some. Statues of Moloch, an expression of the devil, are now watching over several American cities. And only recently, a new one was placed in Rome. <laughs> I mean, it's so ridiculous, dude. Let's go back to the Dutch royal family and see how far this insanity goes. You've already met King Willem Alexander and his beautiful Argentinian wife, Maxima. They both have very interesting fathers. Maxima's father, Jorge Zorigueta, was Minister of Agriculture in the regime of General Jorge Videla, a military dictator who ruled Argentina from 1976 till 1981 and who was responsible for the kidnapping, torture and murder of an estimated 30,000 people. Oh my God. As part of the Videla government, Zorigueta must have known about the atrocities but he claimed not to have been aware of the so-called dirty war. In 2006, Zurigieta was discredited once again during a lawsuit against the top of the Banco Republica for money laundering the profits of drugs and weapons trade. Zurigieta was on the board of directors between 86 and 96, the time of major deals between the bank and drug cartels. But once again, he came out clean due to bribery and corruption. His daughter, Maxima, didn't meet Willem Alexander until 1999 in Spain. At least, that is the official narrative, which is weird, as the Dutch royal family had known the Zorikietas for generations. Why did they lie about that? Prince Bernhard, Willem Alexander's grandfather, frequented Argentina and the Zorikietas even before World War II. Both families had a holiday mansion in Bariloche, a ski area with mostly German visitors and inhabitants. As a matter of fact, Bariloche was a Nazi den where many SSers and Nazi scientists went during Operation Paperclip. Everybody should know what that is. I was taught in school that the Nazi leaders were all convicted in the Nuremberg trials, that justice was served. But did you know that only 10 Nazis were hanged and only 7 went to jail? That's it. The big Nuremberg trials, only 17 of them? Did you actually think, like I did, they all got what they deserved? Well, think again. They had way too much knowledge. Most of them were welcomed with open arms. NATO, NASA, they all loved them. 
That is weird. Many SSs, scientists and engineers, did not go to the US, but to South America instead, especially after their retirement. Argentina was very popular among them, especially the inhabitable Patagonia, where they were safe from post-war Nazi hunters. Bariloche was such a place. Big Nazi names such as Erich Priebke, responsible for and actively participating in the killing of 335 Italian men and boys in 1944. Reinhard Kops, SS officer who helped many Nazis escape to Argentina after the war. Josef Mengele, the angel of death from Death Camp Auschwitz, where he performed horrific experiments <clears throat> on children. And Adolf Eichmann, one of the major organizers of the Holocaust, all lived in Bariloche, later the favorite ski location of the Dutch royal family and the Zorgetas. Both Hitler Ingrid was and Alexander's father yeah. and his grandfather were German. Both were part of the Nazi movement. Klaus von Amsberg, Willem Alexander's father, was a member of the Hitler Youth. His parents were active participants in Hitler's NSDAP. When journalist Wim Klinkenberg wrote an article about Prince Klaus's Nazi past in Panorama magazine of December 1965, Dutch Prime Minister Kohls personally interfered. He was tipped about the contents of the article in which clear evidence was presented that completely contradicted the official story about our prince's past. Kohls ordered all 420,000 magazines that had only just been printed to be destroyed. Huh. Incriminating evidence, documents, letters, etc. against the Dutch royal family were stolen from journalist Klinkenberg's home. The people of the Netherlands were not to find out about the dark side of the royal family. King Willem Alexander's grandfather, Bernhard von Lippe-Bisterfeld, was member of Hitler's NSDAP, the SA, and the SS, where he served Himmler's elite cavalry, the Equestrian SS. During the Nuremberg trials, the Equestrian SS was the only division that was not prosecuted, so that Bernhard von Lippe-Bisterfeld, by that time married to the Dutch queen, Juliana van Oranje-Nassau, would remain safe from prosecution and from scrutiny. Do you realize how much power the Dutch royal family must have had to accomplish this? Yeah, no I shit. wonder <laughs> how many Dutch people know about this. I was taught in school that Bernard was a war hero, mm -hmm. that he served the British Secret Service, that he even wanted all 200 Dutch SS's executed at the end of the war. So many lies. At his wedding with Queen Juliana, the orchestra was asked to play the Nazi song of the NSDAP. What? The director of the orchestra, Peter van Anrooy, refused, as did some of the musicians. But Bernhard made it happen. The song was played, many guests offered the Nazi salute, and the musicians who oh, had shit. been willing to play the song were later rewarded with a medal. During the war, Royal Schell gave millions of tons of crude oil to Hitler for free, a deal set up by Prince Bernhard. The crude oil was used for the Nazi tanks to invade and conquer the Netherlands. The people of the Netherlands were handed over to the Nazis by their royal family. 
Most Dutch people are completely unaware of this. Even though these facts are quite easy to find when you start searching for the truth, we've just never been told. Bernard was corrupt to the core. He accepted a major bribe, $1.1 million, from Lockheed in 1976. He was scrutinized for being president of the Worldwide Fund for Nature and the Prince Bernard Nature Fund while being a passionate hunter and killer. More about Bernard's hunting parties in a bit. Bernard was a notorious womanizer. The maids of the royal palaces were terrified of him and knew very well they had to keep their doors locked at night. He had several illegitimate children, two of whom he officially acknowledged, Alexia and Alicia. Juicy little detail is that Alicia's mother was the daughter of Nazi test pilot Hannah Reich and Werner von Braun. That's right, the Nazi rocket scientist who was welcomed by the US in 1945 during Operation Paperclip to continue his work for NASA. Werner von Braun and Bernard both had served in Himmler's cavalry, the Equestrian SS. They went way back. In 1952, Bernard visited his old buddy Werner and took advantage of his daughter and left her pregnant. This is so crazy how they're connected. He was no longer on speaking terms with the mother of his illegitimate child, as he put it himself. Bernard was a much more powerful assessor than most people realize. Before, during, and after World War II, he cherished and maintained his contact and friendships with other SS officers, both in Argentina, where he went on so-called trade missions for the Netherlands, and in Germany, which has always been denied by the royal family and the Dutch Central Intelligence Agency. Bernard also founded the Bilderberg Group, where political and industrial leaders gather once a year to discuss, well, nobody really knows, as it's highly secretive. You can only become part of this exclusive group upon invitation. When Prime Minister Lunds tried to enter the conference in 1977, he was literally thrown out. There's one thing all researchers agree on. The Bilderberg group is definitely cabal. There's one more thing Bernard was known for, and this is where it gets really dirty. It's the main reason why I put so much emphasis on our royal family. And this is something everybody needs to know. Come quickly to part eight. Oh, and we're going to leave you hanging there, listeners, <laughs> to next week where we get into part eight, nine, and ten. Ooh, the conclusion. It's the conclusion. Um, it is so fucking crazy how much... And how far back it goes. How far back it goes, know. how connected these people are. Literally, all of them are connected, mm-hmm. like, in some way, shape, or form. And I didn't know this, like, I knew, I know a lot of this shit already. Mm-hmm. It's just reconfirming what right. I already know. This stuff about Bernhard, though, I didn't know. Yeah. Like, this is all new to me. So this part's kind of interesting, because finally it's something mm-hmm. that's not reiterating what I already know. It's something new. So it's just adding and maybe helping the understanding i mean it's pretty crazy so uh that'll do it for this episode and then we'll be back for next week for our part three the movies part eight nine and ten yes sir all right 
subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes, and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, then spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Where can you find everything you want to buy? Amazon. What about two-day shipping no matter where I live? Amazon. What about groceries? Yes, Amazon has it. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. Fucking love it. So there I am in my car, listening to shitty music. And I ask myself the tough questions. Why am I listening to the same song over and over again? when I could be listening to the D2R Podcast Network. And is it true that he who smelt it dealt? And why the fuck did the chicken cross the road? And what the hell is on Joey's head? Hey, I wonder if Yoko Ono saw yesterday, today. I wonder if tomorrow was yesterday. Rockford reference. The D2R Podcast Network. Live for today. Or yesterday.